Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast. My name is Todd Stiles. I'm one of the pastors at First Family Church in Ankeny, Iowa. Really glad you've joined us here today on Tuesday, March 15th. And thanks for tuning in. The Extra Point Podcast is an opportunity for us to take a look back at the previous week's text and make some extra application, bring some further observation. It's a chance to maybe uh, highlight some things that we just didn't have the time to do in the message. And today, I want us to notice a particular phrase from 1 Peter chapter 1. Uh, it's verse 20. We looked at verses 17 through 21 last week. Uh, just a, a section of Scripture packed with truth on so many fronts. One that we couldn't bring much attention to, but which fascinates me, is this phrase in verse 20, in which Peter writes, speaking of Christ, notice the first word in verse 20 is He, and of course it goes back to the name of Christ in verse 19, where it says, the precious blood of Christ. Well, verse 20 begins with this, He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in these last times for the sake of you. Interesting that there are two things said about Christ in that verse, that He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but He was made manifest. So to even pinpoint further, He was foreknown, but made manifest. And so it teaches us for sure several things about Christ, and I would say even Christ Jesus. First of all, this verse shows us that Christ is eternal, we would call this the eternality of Christ. Notice he's speaking of Christ specifically here uh, in verse 20. And so we know that Christ is eternal before uh, not just the incarnation, but even before creation. Here, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world. So his eternality is really what's in view. He was with God and he was God. This is the doctrine of Christ and because the verse also says that Christ was made manifest, we know he's referring to Jesus. Now, of course, Jesus is the name given to the eternal Christ upon his incarnation. And so based on that, we can say Jesus Christ himself is eternal. Now, a good point of distinction here is to note this, that, that when Christ incarnated and became fully human and was given the name Jesus, then he had a body. Christ did not have a body prior to the incarnation, and yet he did exist eternally with the Father. Jesus thus existed eternally with the Father. Jesus is the Christ, but there simply was no body because the incarnation had not yet occurred. But this is the second person of the Trinity. And so when John 1 speaks about the Word being with the Father and and the Word being uh, one with the Father, and uh, the Word becoming flesh and dwelling among us. He's speaking of Jesus. He's speaking of Christ, the eternal Son of God. Uh, here, of course, Peter uses the word foreknown. And so I love this verse because it really teaches a Trinitarian aspect, which is that the Son of God, the Christ, Jesus, is one with God and is God and has been for eternity. But he also says that Jesus is now made manifest, or to be most textually correct, he says that this Christ who was foreknown is now made manifest, and so he's equating the Christ, the eternal Christ, with Jesus, the name given to Christ when he incarnated or took upon himself human flesh. 
And here's what is so intriguing. When Christ took on a human body at the incarnation and then was known as Jesus, um, then he lived his life that way, uh, human, of course, and yet divine, fully God, fully man. And then, of course, at his resurrection, he uh, came out of the tomb with a glorified body, made his post-resurrection appearances, and then ascended. And now he is in heaven with a glorified body, still the eternal Christ Jesus, but now with a body. And so it is doctrinal and safe to say that the eternal Christ Jesus before the incarnation did exist, but without a body, he still exists and will continue into eternity, but with a body since the incarnation and the ascension. None of this does any damage at all to the Trinitarian understanding of God as three in one. And so we stand strong and remain firm on our understanding of the Trinity and yet understand, too, that within this trinity of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the second person of the trinity, eternal with the Father, eternal as God, was Jesus the Christ, who did not have a body before the incarnation, but then inhabited one or took upon himself a body at the incarnation, ascended with it, and now has a glorified body as the eternal Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. It also reminds me of this um, way of expressing this. Jesus did not have a beginning, but there was a process of Him becoming a man. And so, of course, Christ is eternal, thus Jesus is eternal. But in the process of Christ uh, becoming a man, the Incarnation, he did not begin to exist, but he did become a man and took upon himself the form of a servant and the name Jesus. And of course, he still continues today uh, to be eternally one with the Father, the second person of the Trinity, but now with a body. And so I just want to bring this to you. It's a little in-depth. Uh, it can be some points of distinction, and yet it does nothing to minimize or harm uh, a biblical understanding of the Trinity, which is essential to being a Christian. And so I invite you to rest in the doctrine of the Trinity, the truth that God is one God in three persons, the Father, Son, and Spirit. And when it comes to the Son, yes, He has always existed. He is eternal, the Christ foreknown, yet He was manifested at the Incarnation, took upon Himself uh, the name of Jesus and upon His ascension continues to be the eternal Christ, Jesus, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. Such a deep, essential doctrine just in this one single verse in 1 Peter. And this is why we do the extra point, because it's difficult to get all these, uh, you know, different nuggets and caveats in in every single sermon. But I love digging deeper and just kind of um, bringing these things to the service. And I trust today you will find great joy in the Trinity, the fact that God is one God in three persons and all the ways that, that our one God in three persons brings such full satisfaction and joy uh, to our life. We praise Him in every aspect for uh, such beautiful Trinity and such incredible unity.
So until next week, I trust this has been helpful, and I'll talk to you next Tuesday on the Extra Point Podcast.